0: Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Uh, great to be here. Yeah. <laughs> it is a day past Cinco de Mayo, May mm-hmm. 6th. Uh, that reminds me, I gotta text my stepdad, happy birthday. Uh, Jake, how we doing?
1: Good. Good. What is this? Episode
0: 3? 2.3. 2.3. 2.3. Yeah, buddy.
1: I'm um, still just calling it the podcast, Jake and Ryan's podcast right now. Yeah. really. I don't I haven't changed shit on any of this stuff. It's but. okay.
0: We're moving slowly, but surely. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. tortoise wins the race in the end, Jake.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: I don't know how that correlates, but we're going to run with it. And if we can tie that in at some point. And this or episode like, later, like you always was, say, grow as we go. Grow as we go. And that's what we're going to do. Um, I was just telling Jake, this has nothing to do with anything. But uh, two things I wish more than anything that I was, mm-hmm. uh, besides 6'4". Okay, so three, three things. <laughs> um, I wish I had a British accent,
1: naturally, Dude. instead of...
0: Doing the accent.
1: Oh, it said like actually, yeah, 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 Which is so
0: cool. And an Italian
1: background. Well, the British accent definitely comes from that show that we were just talking about. Peaky Blinders. Good old Peaky Blinders, you know. But Peaky Blinders. I, I absolutely agree, dude. What, what, what was the second one? I wouldn't listen. First but one. An Italian, like, some Italian ethnicity. So,
0: so you want to speak right. British... Or have a British it's accent. It's bizarre. But, but yes. I have an Italian family. I don't know if they would both go hand in hand, but if I were to get a pick of the lot, I'd, I'd flip the coin.
1: Dude, I don't know. Luca, the way he speaks in that episode, like calm and just...
0: This so is on Peaky Blinders. Oh, uh, right. man. Luca Cingretta,
1: You Luca Cingretta. Know, anyway, Cingretta. If you guys watched
0: it, you know what I'm talking if about. You if you haven't watched Peaky... You have no fucking idea what I'm talking about. If you haven't watched Peaky, do yourself a favor and get into it. You will not be disappointed. No, no.
1: But it, there's the only disappointment is there's only six episodes a season and there's only five seasons, so it's not that much.
0: I like... It does seem short, obviously, for Peaky fans, but I do like the idea. Doesn't of drag on. six episodes, right. so naturally we're gonna get, you know, we're gonna get going right away. You can get into the good stuff. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. I'm a fan. Um, okay, so we're gonna get into a, a couple of things, um, pretty broad topics, but uh, kind of get intricate with it, and just kind of, um, you know, going to, going to a, uh, how do I say this, Jake? um we're getting
1: spiritual a little bit with it right now and uh, as far as like mindset goes and um the topic is is the idea of being uncomfortable yes um i know you actually brought it up to me recently um you know there's the the cliche thought of nothing comes when you're comfortable. You know, riches come and and by riches, I don't necessarily mean money. It could be any sort of rich, richness. Um, And it doesn't come unless you are outside of your comfortable bubble. Um,
0: But with that being said, it's way easier done. And that uncomfortable bubble looks different for everybody. Okay. So my uncomfortable would be different from Jake's as opposed to Susan's or Jerry's. Sure, sure. And I don't know who those people are, but... You know, that, that kind of uh, – that level of uncomfortableness uh, ranges for everyone mm-hmm. um, and everybody, you know, situationally. Um, and obviously everybody can kind of relate and it's going to resonate with, with most people, especially right now during what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, being Sure. So just about everybody's uncomfortable right now. I yes. mean it's, it's hard
1: to say that you're not. It might not be that like deep uncomfortableness that you feel, but it's still weird and, and easy. And right. that's – across the globe
0: right now okay so right. anyway okay so um i think a lot of people when they speak on on knowledge at least for me okay again well i'll, I'll be uh the first to go this will range for everybody okay so when i speak in knowledge I'm, I'm mostly going off of experience I'm, I'm a learner you know i gotta get into it you can explain it to me a thousand times but if i don't do it i, I won't learn right the way i learn right um And I will probably mess up the first couple of times. But after that, you know, we'll get into it and uh, we'll make it work. So being uncomfortable. There's a point in my life, Jake. um, Going through some rough stuff. I I was going into college. I had no idea what I was doing. I barely graduated high school. We can get into that later. Some great stories there as well. Um, But I went to SPC. I had no idea what I was doing. Which is just a community college local. It's not a community college anymore. Wow. It's a four state, four year state college. Okay, it's, it was. It was. So it's growing. Yes.
1: Anyway, it's it's the local college in Saint Petersburg. Yes. But anyway.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and I just remember I, I would skip class to go hang out with my friends, or I would be in class, but I wasn't fit, uh, mentally there. Sure. And um, <clears throat> you know, just to just to. <clears throat> Put my put myself out there. I got suspended for a semester. Okay. Okay. And then I went back into. What did you it. get suspended for? Well, I'm gonna get into it. Okay. I got suspended first semester uh, because I obviously wasn't taking care of what I had to take care of. Thought for some reason something was gonna change overnight. In which, if you are growing in anything, that never happens. Unless it's some miracle or by some doing of God. Um, and then I went back, and same thing happened, but. It, Because I already got suspended. I got suspended for a year. Okay. Okay. So bear with me. So now you can probably guess. I'm in a state of like panic. Sure. I have no idea what I'm doing. I remember um, I was in the common area. And uh, I've actually never told anybody this. Um, But I was sitting sitting in one of the chairs. And it was like on a. I think it was a Tuesday. Or a Wednesday. Those were my class days. And um, I just remember calling my mom. And. uh, just breaking down. It's like I'm lost. I right. have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and being super uncomfortable. Right. So right. I have no direction at this point. Right. Sure. Um, and I think you remember this. I was trying to get into the military. Yeah. For a little while, and I knew that was going to force me to get out of my comfort zone. Right. Um, and you know I was overweight at the time for what would be considered you know going to the military. So
1: a couple of different things kind of went into that. So. What really pisses me off about the idea of you being in that state of mind after having your failures in schooling is the fact that the society has told us how important that is and therefore you feel that way, which... I mean, not real life until later. It's not as important. It's you know, not. we all think it's that important. Agreed. And that's coming from, again, I've said this before, a very educated man. And I'm not saying that as in a good way or a bad way. It's just I I have my undergrad in civil engineering. I have my MBA. A lot of experience. So, but still with that, with me doing that, it's just shown me like it's not as important as people think it is. Um, and for people to sit there and go through the emotions you went through because it didn't work out like others did it it hurts me because it's like why why do people put that much weight on it you know is it is it a society thing it's it's got to be a combination of that combination of jobs yes uh, only looking but which that is changing now a lot of good jobs are actually not really putting as much emphasis towards that but like that's that. Doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, um, and I think that a lot of people are figuring that out. And with this COVID thing and people not being able to go to school right now, that things might
0: change when it comes to that. But keep speaking about your your unconsolability. So, well, what you're saying with the stigma on, uh, you know, a lot of that come came from family, and that was you know indirect because my entire family went to college. Most of them went to UF. Go Gators! So they held that over you, basically. Over you. not,
1: were, not, not directly. Not saying, but
0: you still felt some sort of. I felt some sort of indirect subconscious pressure. Pressure for sure, because this is what my family's doing. If I want to fit in, which Absolutely. is ridiculous, um, you know, I got to do this.
1: Which is weird, because on the contrary, over on my side, um, I was the first family member to ever go to college no one no one in my family has been to college wow so i didn't have that pressure but i still went and did it you yeah know what i mean but that was partly because i went to a college prep high school which kind of is like hey this is what you're doing you right know? um and to your point of 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 being in a situation where so first of all when you're in college everyone skips class okay and everyone goes to class and doesn't pay one bit of attention to the teacher and if they tell you otherwise they're fucking lying because it's bullshit and i used to go to class i used to dude i have so many stories of sleeping through every single class you go and you're you're on your phone the whole fucking time you're not paying attention like you you usually get powerpoints after so you just you cram study the PowerPoints. And you have before, stuff online so you always have something to fall back You can always Google and stuff. Right. So like, dude, everybody does that. Un- unfortunately, some people are born better at being able to get through the bullshit test that gives you the credibility and the satisfaction of going yes. through a class. That's what's very important. unfortunate for some people and fortunate for people. So for me specifically… I've always been really good at just somehow finding a way to pass a class. I don't, I don't. People that know me, I don't study well. I don't study for long periods of time. I don't pay attention too much in class. Didn't okay. I'm way out of class now, but (laughs) when I was, so I just relied on my just natural ability to get through. Yeah, which not everybody has. So it's like, and what does that matter? I really is that of any value? Probably not. Yeah, other than. I was able to get through what the society wants me to get through because Agreed. of it, you know, where you weren't able to. And I think there's a lot of people out there in your same situation where it's like, they feel very uncomfortable when it comes to, to, to being in, in a class setting or, or honest,
0: it, it wasn't even the fact of, cause it's really, I mean, any sort of ounce of application it, it is going to help you. Sure. Okay. But I would just go to go because my parents knew that I was going to college and they were expecting something of me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I never had this authentic conversation with them, you know, where like, mom, dad, I have no idea what I'm doing. Right. Um, so why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, I'm getting pushed from, especially uh, grandparents, um, you know, who have been there, done that, and their expectations, what's well, a little bit different in their time. And kind of like what you were touching on, right. the, the stigma. Um, but I, I would go just to go. And, you know, got to a point where we're going to, uh, long story short, suspend it for a semester, suspend it for a year and at a place of basically, uh, no return. I got to do one thing or the other. And I thought going into the military was the best scenario for me, which many people take. A lot of people take, um, and some would consider that the easy way out. But again, uh, situationally, um, you know, everything kind of differs for different people, um, I got disqualified from the military for being too honest. Uh, I had a guilty conscience. What what about? It was a medication I took in ninth grade for like a month because, again, my parents thought that it would help me. And it wasn't like my choice. And they disqualified you? It was the Air Force. So they're a little bit more meticulous in their process. Hmm. And, you know, that night I'm pretty sure I doused myself in in weed and alcohol just because I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Sure. And... um, I called my mom uh, while I was planning a trip. This was around November time. I'll never forget this. And I went up to my mom's, who lives in PA for Christmas, and I had a conversation with her and my stepdad about, uh, hey, you know, maybe maybe a change um, in environment would be good. And maybe what I would believe a mature decision at that time for what I was doing um, with a little help from from the rents, uh, I got to make a move. And my stepdad works in uh, paving. Okay, so manual labor, and anybody who has done manual labor uh, can appreciate this. Hold on, not just manual labor, but manual labor in the
1: freezing fucking cold. Yes. It was Early cheating. morning,
0: like four thirty. Oh god, four thirty, Jay. That's terrible. Um, when I first moved up to Pennsylvania, so I did make the move because I had no other choice. I worked at a grocery store because the manual labor, you can only work on the roads a certain amount of months of the year, obviously because of the winter. And um, I had to wait. It was what my stepdad said, the worst winter they had in 30 years when I moved up there. So I was like, naturally, I'll get the experiences. Mm-hmm. I would have to wake up 15 minutes earlier just to start my car (laughs) and shovel the snow from around my and coming from a Florida boy, coming from Florida, and I'm out there in like you know boots, three pairs of sweatpants, and two layers of sweatshirts. Dude, no way! And it was an experience, and it was cool. Like it, it was uncomfortable because I've never done it, but it was also. A cool experience because obviously it's so foreign to anybody who was born and raised in Florida.
1: Listen, I like to hang my hat on my experience with college football. We were up, we were in the building six in the morning, every single morning, getting ready for practice, practicing before the right or right as soon as the sun comes out, going to meetings, blah, blah, blah. blah. But that doesn't sound nearly as bad as what you're talking about. But you had to have been uncomfortable. Sure. It's the same situation. But, dude, in the cold, I would – dude, no way.
0: Yeah. No way. It was a good experience because now I know what that's like. Mm-hmm. And to fast forward, so when I first got up there, starting the car 15 minutes before to uh, warm it up, worked at a grocery store for three months, okay? Okay. Very interesting mm-hmm. um, to say the least. And then I got into the manual labor where I have to wake up 4.30 to get to a job site by 7. So a lot of the times, my commute was an hour, hour and a half depending on where I was in Pennsylvania. Um, There was one time I got lost. I checked the job site the night before and I have no idea where any of these places are, mind you, okay? Um, I ended up in West Virginia, okay? So just to preface, like, I have no idea what I'm doing at this point in time and, you know, I would consider myself like a city boy. Like, I'm not... Yeah, St.
1: Pete's a a good mix of... You know, the the, the country call us city
0: voice. Absolutely one thousand percent. One thousand percent. Where's the country around here? Yeah, there's not much. You gotta go a little bit more central state. Right. Um and you know, Jake, sometimes I'm up at four thirty, I don't get home until seven thirty at night. Mm-hmm. And by that time I'm kicking off the boots, which smell like absolute ass at that point. Seal toe boots, by the way, which hold three pounds each, hopefully showering. Ah, uh, one thousand percent. and I'm sitting there for twenty minutes just to get off the filth. Um, and you gotta understand, I'm in the sun all day too, and I'm by the asphalt, so I, I definitely smell like like something else. Um but by the time I'm done showering, I'm eating, you know i'm I'm right back in bed. Okay. and that is obviously a regimen that I have never been through. Wow. and so to fast forward this, I was making good money, so that definitely helped. But you know, I've never really had that structure of putting myself through. Um, You know, that kind of schedule where, like, I have to every day. And, you know, my stepdad has helped me out, so I can't go against, you know, his idea of, like, what a good worker is or what, um, you know, his friends in the company, you know, how they view me. Right. And, like, yo, I, you know, I gotta do what I gotta do. Sure. You know, I gotta stand out a little bit. Um, but all, all said, because I was put in a situation, I was gone for a year. And I'm like, yo, this sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to work 12 hours a day being up sometimes 4 o'clock and drive two hours to a job site. And, um, you know, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. So I'm like, all right, well, let's get back in school because you're more capable. Okay. So after a year. So it gave you perspective. So absolutely. Now, okay, Got it. Okay. So I moved back home, got back in school because my year suspension was over. <laughs> okay. Um, we got straight A's for the first – Year and a half, nice. And then because I was comfortable, I brought the GPA back up. Okay, so I had a one point two. Now that's absolutely awful. That's yeah, pretty bad. Okay, that's <laughs> pretty bad, Jake. <laughs> um, I brought it up, so I tra- I'm at USF right now. So if you can kind of gather what I'm saying, at a one point two, Jake suspended for two semesters. Well, a semester and really a full year. I brought it up to a two point eight. Okay, so again, the perspective being put in an uncomfortable position absolutely encourages growth. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of forced to it at that point. Right. What, so like football for you, you're waking up early. I mean, obviously, you know, you're you getting reprimanded if you don't show or if you don't do your job, mm-hmm. but that's gotta be uncomfortable to go through that nonstop because you don't really have a choice. Yeah, so
1: there, when it comes to uncomfortable, being in uncomfortable situations, I think there's, there's two major situations in my life um, one is the uncomfortableness physically. And the other is being in an uncomfortable situation as far as a mindset goes. Um, and obviously the physically uncomfortableness came from college football. Right. Um, just I was never a good conditioned person, player per se. So, um, and a lot of things with college football uh, you know, you have your conditioning tests, you're constantly working your ass off in practice. You're putting your body uh, through. You're, you're putting your body through something. And so, um, and I never had the natural speed to fall back on, ever. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I was constantly having to work my ass off. So um, every year, man, that conditioning test for Hell Week, first couple of practices in, in, in fall camp was just so uncomfortable for me man yeah. I, I had that uneasy feeling and we all did don't get me wrong literally for the th- like three days prior to knowing we have to do it my stomach was just exactly. dry, just uncomfortable yeah. as ever in the actual conditioning test as well you got coaches screaming at you you know they're they're giving you this guilt if you don't finish it or or whatever. Like, it, it was that by far has been kind of the foundation of, um, you know, everything that I do and being consistent and um, being accountable and, 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 yeah. and, not only just those, those situations, but the, you know, it's anyone who's played college ball, like it's, it's a full-time job. You're there. Like I said, you're there in the building at six in the morning. We start off with a, with a quick meeting. And you're a student obviously. First. Oh, of course. So of not course. to
0: mention college football and the workouts you got to go through, right. but you also have to get the grades. Right.
1: So you, you, so in, in the, the amount of structure in a college football program is, it just blew my mind. Like I yeah. did not understand how structured it was. Um, especially coming from a school where there was not much structure in the football program. Yeah. So, um, that just is what it is. Um, but you know, you're there six in the morning, you have your quick, your quick meeting, just kind of discussing what's going on. You go, out you, uh, you have a time period where you're taping and stretching and warming up. You got guys using heat pads, using bands, going to the trainers, getting taped, getting massaged before practice. You know, like it's it was so real and professional. It was just. It blew my mind so then we're, we're in that you know you have your you know because before in high school you would just literally show up last minute throw your fucking gear on and jump into practice you know yeah. like this is just it was just so different so experiencing that was was amazing getting into practice getting starting practice as soon as the sun comes up because we didn't have lights um you know then obviously going through the rigor rigorous times of actual practice which ended up being sometimes some of the easiest because of everything else that we had to do. Right. Um, cause it's fun. It's what we're there to do, right? Like yeah. to play ball, um, and compete. And then you got sometimes conditioning after, then you have your, your huddle and meeting after practice. You have ice baths that you, that are required. You have, then you have shower get to class and then you come back later on that day and you have a defensive meeting. If you're on defense, then you have your individuals meeting, watching films. So like, this is just a day in a life of, of, of a college football player. And yeah. that, so the idea of going through that and being on time to everything. And I'll tell you what I told my little brothers the other day, we started the, we started our meetings five minutes early. So it's not like you can show up the day before. Cause if they start and you go in and coach is talking. You're the only one walking in. There's a hundred guys in this in this fucking – you're the only one that walks in while coaches started his meeting. Were you ever like, that guy? One time. Ooh. And it was so embarrassing, like Damn. so embarrassing. And, of course, you get punished. You, we have these planks where you have planks on the – the plank is on the ground and you have to push it on the turf for a hundred yards. They're so bad, okay? You don't ever want to do that. Um, it will once. Only happened once, but you learn, and you know, <laughs> you, you build that reputation of being accountable, and so obviously, that has transferred over into professional career. Um, but being in the idea of that uncomfortableness absolutely is a key to growth, one, one thousand yeah. percent. So, that's like the physical, me physically being uncomfortable, the other situation. You know, I think it's pretty obvious. Of being in an uncomfortable situation was when my wife and I decided to open up hometown crepes. Um, we we had a period of time where she wasn't working and we had no income from her side. You know, we got bills to pay. We got rent. We got you know student loans. Yada yada. And I wasn't making the greatest money. I was getting first in the beginning getting into real estate and um it was a struggle um and so why we decided to open a business at that time have no fucking idea but it is what it is you know we make decisions and we we figure it out right you have more knowledge
0: now than when you did because of it you know and and it's
1: not that big of a deal you just get a job so um,
0: if, if you if it doesn't work
1: out so that was i remember several nights before um opening up and even a month prior when we were planning it all, the unknown, the uncertainty of starting a business that you, yeah. you don't, you've never necessarily done, um, was super, super uncomfortable. But like you said, um, you know, we learned so many different things from it. Uh, I, I could tell you what's a good day of sales for a retailer like that. When before I'm like, I have no idea a hundred dollars Five thousand dollars. What's a good day? What's a good right. week? I have no idea. How do they log everything? Do they use? I, I learned about QuickBooks. Obviously, I learned about CPAs and how they. Um, a lot of them book keep for some of these food retailers. So, like, there was so many different things that I have learned about um, POS systems and um, having employees being able to pay the employees and pay the taxes that you need to pay the employees. We went. There was one one specific thing was we went. Two, two or three months I want to say where we didn't pay our sales tax we collected the sales tax from the customer because that's how it was set up in the POS system right but I had no idea that we have to go and um, record the sales tax and pay the sales tax for that mm-hmm. to the IRS I had no idea so we're getting so that's we're getting letters calls like hey you need to come it's like those are the type of things you don't Know until you actually have to go through that right. and do it um, and and so the uncomfortableness with that was just ridiculous, but yeah. um, you know we got through it now we're on to other things, and I'll be keep putting myself in those uncomfortable situations for sure. Um, and there's only
0: one way to go with it and absolutely, absolutely. grow so and I think Jake too, and you can. Tell me if I'm, if I'm wrong or right, um, so like me going up to Pennsylvania doing, you know, the labor, you know, I'm, I'm showing asphalt, I'm dealing with concrete. Um, you know, you're waking up early, going through these workouts. You have to go through this structure. And then on top of that, you've got to go through class. You got to come back and do this stuff. Um, you know, if your attitude isn't right, if your mindset, if you're not almost, when I say almost like tricking yourself. Like, yo, I got to do this, but I'm going to enjoy it if you there's really, any possibility. You about. are tricking yourself. You have to. You have to. You have to, to. get To be able to get through it, for sure. I think, especially um, uncomfortability, I think a, a good word um, to apply with that on a more positive note would be perseverance. Sure. Okay? Sure. You would say you're a different person after college football. Right. Absolutely? Yeah, absolutely. I would say the same thing after... Going through. Working my ass off. PM. Yes. Absolutely. And I think one thing, too, um, to kind of wrap up the uh, uncomfortable topic, I think one thing, too, other than experience and what we just talked about is conversation. Um, and you can attest to this, you're mm-hmm. a married man. Um, you know, in past relationships with me, and, you know, even now that I'm older, uh, you know, and friends and family and stuff that, you know, maybe I've put on the back burner or whatnot. Um, certain conversations that might be uncomfortable. right? But if you're intentional with your conversations, mm-hmm. um, there is so much room for growth. And obviously after a tough conversation, how do you normally feel after? Right. Relief. Like that monkey sure. is
1: off your back. And, and and I actually, you know, speaking to that point, um, I was listening to a book called Traction that my buddy Kurt Cryer uh, introduced me to. Um, and that same situation was brought up and, and it has to do more on the business side of things of, um, you know, when you have an employee that you know, either isn't in the right seat or, um, or just isn't a good fit for the company at all. But what a lot of business owners do is they, they just, they, they do not want to go through that uncomfortable talk with the employee because probably most of the time you're that could be a former friend, that you get a job or something like that. You have a relationship with that employee. Um, But really what it comes down to is, I think it was a 36-hour rule or something. That employee being a part of the business is killing your company and you know it, right? But you don't want to go through that uncomfortable talk because it sucks. Right. So you keep them there. And it's constantly hurting your business for years. Whereas if you just say, fuck it, I'm gonna go have this conversation because I know in my heart, my intentions, this is the right thing to have. I'm gonna go have that uncomfortable situation, that uncomfortable talk. You are hurting for 36 hours. And then once that 36 hours is up, you move on and you move past it and you are so much better as a company or you are so much better in your situation where you have that tough talk with your mom or your friend or whatever, right? You get past it, you get on the same page, and then that uncomfortableness goes away. Well, then you're growing from there, right?
0: Hopefully, absolutely. 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 That's on both the whole sides, get, That's the whole thought, right? That is the thought. So, yeah, absolutely. 100%. I'm a fan of that. Okay. I think um, you know that that resonates with with everyone because I know everybody has had that situation happen before. So you're saying you
1: had so that was another thing that kind of helps you after to get out of that uncomfortable state of just conversation. Of conversation. And, and
0: honestly, you know, I'm talking about conversation with other people. Right. Um, but I think initially for me, and again, this is me. I'm always speaking for myself. Um, you know, I've done a conversation with myself and, you know, kind of what am I doing? How do I want to do this? And right. when I refer to this, I'm, I'm referring to life. Okay. And how I want to be and who I want to be. Mm-hmm. And, I think you can attest this too jake if i'm not right i can't be right with anybody okay right so i gotta talk to myself first i gotta talk to so i'm digging my faith i gotta talk to god first before i go do this talk or i go do this mission i go do this task um because i know that if i'm if i'm not in the right headspace, if my you know heart isn't feeling right it's, I'm not going to get the most out of that situation. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get the most out of that conversation. So I think intentions, authenticity, mm-hmm. and you got to be willing. And I think uh, the biggest thing for me, uh, sports fans will like this too. Um, we've both been, been through a lot. I think uh, one thing, you know, some people, Jake and I are very fortunate, uh, very blessed sure. people. Um, some people aren't, and uh, head coach for Clemson, Dabo Sweeney, yeah. he has this kid. Um, I believe it's a, a friend, uh, a family friend, and, and he comes in and he he pretty much runs the show. Sometimes the players love him, um, and he has, he has Down syndrome, and he speaks to the team all the time. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he said, I, I think they did a Sports Center special on. Him I whatever. think so, yeah. Um, and that. one thing he said. That i'll never forget this was like three years ago too um the only disability is a bad attitude mm-hmm. and i i've never been like more hey that is absolutely mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because if if i'm going to a situation jake let's say we're going to uh we're going on a run you're like right let's go on a run we're gonna get right right okay. okay? and i know you always bitch me about my cardio so which I have been doing a lot of recently. You're, you're looking slender. I'm jealous. Eh. Okay. If we're going into this, and I'm like, damn it, dude, I don't, I don't want to do this. This is gonna suck. It's happened many times for me. Yes. Or if I'm going like, yo, let's I'm gonna put it in the it. Right. this work. Right. This is gonna be fantastic. I promise you, your mental, your emotional, and your physical will be so much more beneficial when mm. you're done with that run. Yeah. And that is applicable to any situation. So I think attitude goes a long, a long way.
1: Absolutely. And
0: I think, um, you know,
1: going through a time like this, um, it's not as easy to do and I don't want to be negative after you just said that. So, um, just kind of stating the facts that it it does take a little more work now to be in that state of mind. Um, you know, I've been in certain lulls recently because of being in the house all day, every day and not much activity in the business world. So, uh, you know, and I I think it goes not not only does it go to just being in this state, but it goes to the lack of so there's certain things that, that get people moving, get people jiving, that get people in that mindset. And one and thing And that tick is different for everybody. Correct. One thing that helps my tick is competition. There you go. Okay. And smooth segue. I have been fucking fiending. For some competition, um, and specifically in um, sports, obviously when you're competing, so and, and that's one thing. No, sure. I, I, you know, it's it's easy for me to compete because I've done it for so long in sports. So right now, for those of you that don't know, you know, we're both in flag football heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you well have been I've been pretty heavy, sure. but
0: you're you just you're, got back on the train, right?
1: And you're playing in the Largo League. Um, you know, I miss Monday nights literally like I don't care what people say I have so much fun going out there and it's just competing time. like Absolutely. it's just you get in a zone you get in a state of mind where like you can feel it you can it, the tingles in your like you know like it's it yeah. and then you make that play and it's like that's that's what you live for right that's for what sure. you love so that type of Competition, I've been just fiending, man, and, and, it, and it could be anything. So, we like playing basketball as well, right? So, that's another thing that I think is going to start opening up now. Um, so I hope to God, I think it is. Um, maybe really, phase two, I think the phase two will start because they just opened up the beaches. So, uh-huh. now I, I think so, but those two things, and you know, I've had a couple of thoughts on, on this idea of competition. Um, and one thing that, you know, a thought that I wanted to discuss that I've been really struggling with as a young professional is the having that same sort of mindset in business that you have in sports. So I have struggled mightily with this where – and I think the reason being and, – and, and you can – give your thoughts on this. I think the reason it's so hard to translate the zone that you get in with sports is because it's present. It's right there. It's right now. Mm -hmm. It's either you make the play or you don't. Right. So it's, and there's usually an end goal
0: as far as like a quarter or a half. So, you know, you have to put in this for this time. And it's relatively
1: short period of time. Whereas with business, it's accumulation of decisions that, that, Take a very long time to actually come out, and so it's not like this this one specific time. It's it's a multiple. It's multiple times, right? And I can't. I just have struggled ever since I've gotten into the real world and having jobs. I've struggled to have that same sense of edge and um, uh, competitiveness in the industry, in the business industry. So I, you know how i get to that i have no idea i'll keep you updated you know but um i think one thing is that that's a kind of a factor is a lot of the things i've done haven't really been mine other than hometown crepes that would be like the only situation and it was a short period of time um so it's hard to have that sense of like "fuck you i'm gonna do better than you or beat you because I have never been in that kind of situation. Most of the jobs I was in, there wasn't that many people. It was a smaller company. Um, there's nothing. You're not. You're not. Comp- I wasn't really competing against peers or anything like that. So
0: um, you compete with yourself.
1: If you could get to that state of mind, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and and don't get me wrong. I'm constantly evaluating myself and. Um, trying to see what I can do, or you know, see what I can do better in certain sure. scenarios. But um, I don't feel that same competitiveness yet in the industries that I'm in. Keyword yet, yet. So I'm, I'm, okay. I'm hoping you know that comes with, with time, or, or maybe it comes with the confidence in what I'm doing. Maybe I'm not as confident because right now, when it comes to football or sports, I'm super confident. I know yeah. I can do what I need to do when it comes in other real estate or any, anything that I'm doing, I'm it's not the same. You don't have that same confidence because you haven't done it for 10 plus years. You, right. you don't have that experience, um, that you can fall back on and say, look, I've done this, this, and this. So screw you. If you think differently, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to show you why it's the thing to do. Right. So, but uh, you know, that has been something right now that I just am. The lack of competition. Yeah. In in the quarantine world has been just
0: a struggle for me. Well, like you said, maybe during this phase too we can get a get a basketball game going to kinda of breed those competitive fires and also i mean shoot if the league isn't open let's get our own flag game going i'm sure there would be enough people to yeah so we definitely do
1: yeah because there's there's a lot of space over in north shore or wherever we can find some Absolutely. space and just get a bunch of people to go obviously we'll still be you know doing this
0: we'll be social, social
1: distancing well it's flag football so we won't be touching anybody we you know, be flags. you're throwing the ball most of the time you got gloves on i wear gloves so i, I don't mean <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got it. Yeah, because Odell
1: Beckham in the league wears gloves, but he doesn't need right, them. Right, right. Right. Okay, yeah. Any True. assistance that you can get and you decide not to is ignorant, in my opinion. Okay, and touche, so, um, touche. Let's
0: yeah. nice come back. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, just to uh, piggyback on the on the, com- the competing, if anybody is interested, and I remember, <laughs> I've been telling Jake this, um, the Last Dance documentary – Uh, On Michael Jordan, we're already four weeks in. We're already a month into it. I don't know if Jake's in an episode. But that documentary breeds competition, okay? And obviously at the highest level, like Michael and LeBron, I'll throw in LeBron and Jake, okay? (laughs) Um, I mean, it just oozes out of them, Um, especially Mike. And you can see this um, during these episodes. And I think if you kind of want to get that fixed, take a dive in, check it out. And if you're not wanting to compete after watching an episode, um, something's wrong with you, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and I think you would love it. So that's what I'm
1: really saying to you. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna watch it. You know, I I'm gonna get around. So I told Rise a la- lame excuse this time. It was I've been just throwing on. I've been watching P.E. binders again. We we brought it up in the beginning, but like that's kind of been. Yeah, everybody has their. The show that they put on at night when they're going to bed. That's a went,
0: good filler, Jake. If there would be any filler,
1: that would be a good. That's answer. a good filler. It's definitely not something that should trump me watching these. Are they are they on demand? Can you go on demand and find them? Maybe I don't know. I got to Do I'm you have to look f- at cable. Yes, but Who's I'm kind of cable? But either way, I want to watch the pre- the previous episodes. What kind of cable? Uh, FiOS. Uh, um, or no Frontier. 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 Sorry, you might be
0: able to, or they might be on Netflix already. On Netflix. Uh, Netflix? Yeah.
1: Well, who knows? We'll see. I'll look at it. I, I'll, do a quick Google will give me the answer. That's for sure. I'm sure there's some sort of way to watch it. Maybe I mean, too. there's nothing else on. So, I mean, I, they want people to watch this. Yeah.
0: So. This is the only sports event going on. And uh, Mike is taking full advantage. Um, sure. Because I think all the, all sports fans, especially basketball fans. So, so, of course, because you
1: brought up Mike, I got to bring up LeBron course, right? Right, right, right. Did you see the announcement with Looney uh was it Space, Space Jam? Jam? And it but it's there's Looney Tunes in there, okay. It's not
0: <laughs> <laughs> just so <we're> clear.
1: <laughs> it's not Space Jam too, it's Space Jam and it's got like some other name.
0: Um, leaving remember. a Legacy or something like
1: that. Yeah something similar. Yeah no, no, so on. um yeah and I we're talking it. about that and you got a Kobe shirt on right
0: now so I uh I do have a Kobe shirt on. And speaking of Kobe um Kobe is in one of the episodes never and all of this too which i find fascinating i'm like a junkie when it comes to this old footage of basketball stuff like this um um yeah i'm kind of a sucker for for this uh uncut raw footage nobody's ever seen and so i'm loving this and when you see mike and hear mike talk about kobe when kobe was so young it's it fills me up a little bit obviously i'm Sure. A huge Kobe fan. Absolutely. And even watching it, you know, cut my soul a little bit. Kobe, I missed you. And that's the first time I think we've really seen
1: some some footage other than, you know, the memorial or like the, you know, memories and stuff like that. When yeah. he first died, this is the first time, you know, we really saw some run cut right. stuff of Kobe and knowing like he's no longer around. Which right. is, is, is crazy,
0: you know. It's still, surreal. It's still it doesn't surreal. even feel like it's, it's it, It's insane. Um, any basketball fan, any Kobe fan, um, any sports fan, honestly, would appreciate this footage. Sure, and and and
1: not just any sports fan, anyone that's lost somebody, right? Ever, you know, Absolutely. you can relate to it. Um, and I I mentioned this, and not to bring the mood down, but the one thing that Kobe kind of did, um, and it's not a, it's not necessarily a good thing, but. With his death, you know he's he's one of the biggest icons ever, ever in any sport to die so traumatically and, and, and quickly. Yeah. Um. And because of that, a lot of people got a glimpse of what it really feels like to lose a loved one. Yeah. You know i so.
0: Anyway. Absolutely. That wasn't a negative. That was a very uh, sentimental, mm-hmm. sentimental mm-hmm. Um, message. I'm a, I'm a fan. Um, of what you said and I think uh, you're absolutely right anybody who wants to compete like you just brought up earlier let's do it reach out to us here
1: in St. Pete um, you know I can't promise you that I'm gonna be nice to you but Jake means well um, you know I love you <laughs> you know I have good intentions but when I'm competing I'm competing you know yeah. but come out let's go Let's let's put together some sort of flag game um we have flags we have
0: cones we have everything so listen you want to play tennis basketball football you want to hit some baseballs let's throw some long toss so you can throw farther whatever you want to do whatever. let's
1: run it okay let's do it just know you're losing to me that's all i gotta say me first though okay love Jesus you guys loves you and so do i peace, peace.